Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog. Welcome back to the Digital Tiny Room. I'm the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined digitally in this dark universe, Shomrabyog, by the only known survivor of the light universe. It's Benjamin, last of the Brunan Sea Colopy. Yes, I've killed, what is it, philosophers, good men, bad men, the beautiful, the the ugly. The lads around by the centre who wouldn't move their car so I could get out. Yeah, you've killed them. You've killed yeah. everyone, Ben. You're a real, you're yeah. a bit of a prick, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, now that you break it down, bit of a prick. Bit of a prick, Michael. Yeah. All round, I suppose. All round. Um, Michael, there is yes. uh, a Brunan, whatchamacallit, war song. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. I'd love to hear it. It goes a little something like this. The music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything music. Oh, you've put in the theme music, you sneaky bastard. Now, Benjamin, I'm just going to have to ask you. I'm going to take a diversion from the usual antics and banter of the podcast and ask you, what the hell are you looking at? You you seem very out diverted the, the by something off. Yeah, there seems to be something happening off to your left. What is it? What is it and what's going um, on? There seems to be an Amazon delivery argument happening at the front door of somebody's home. Oh, um, very interesting. Very interesting. It's it's a little slice of suburban life, Michael. A little slice Look, of suburban ben, life. Isn't it the mundanity that makes things delicious? Yes, it'll be on my uh, it'll be on my brand new podcast next week, Michael, where I take a look and deconstruct the kind of absurdist and existential qualities of living in suburbs. It's called Cold in the Sack. Um, oh, that's quite good. I was I was worried, Ben. I was worried that you weren't going to have a good name for it. No, no, it's Cold in the Sack. That's what it's going to be pretty called, good. Michael. And, that's pretty uh, good. It's all about the existential dread that creeps in as we just traverse this lifetime. Not unlike the existential dread that might, uh, you know, drip in as you traverse the universe in the face of uh, a bug Armageddon. But anyway, we'll get into that later. Oh, very good. We'll get to that later, Benjamin. Benjamin, speaking of existential dread, how do you feel about our new Disney overlords providing all of the entertainment in this corporate-sponsored entertainment package? Every last fucking bit. All um, the entertainment, Ben. It'll come from one <laughs> yeah. source. Michael, we seem to be going through, it's either a, a feast or a famine when it comes to pop culture news these days, where we kind of have to scrape the little pop culture crumbs off the table, or we're being force-fed yeah. uh, Disney goodness. Get it in uh, you, it get that Disney goodness in you, Ben. So we got a whole bunch of Disney stuff uh, dumped on us, Michael, uh, this week. We got a whole bunch of trailers for the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Yes. Um, which are, Michael, without a doubt, the greatest flex on networks like ABC and things like that. Because, Michael, the visual quality the that we ben. are being delivered, <laughs> the budget, Michael, the budget, ben. that is being provided for these shows must be astronomical. Benjamin, um, they look better than many films. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing for things like ABC. Hey, do you remember when we had to use the powers sparingly because we didn't have the budget, so we'd come up with a creative way to limit their power usage in an episode? Don't yes. have to do that anymore. <laughs> no, um, look at me flying through the canyon. It's like I'm Independence Day, but I'm just a man. That canyon scene with Falcon in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is ridiculous, Michael. Ridiculous. Yes. Such budget. Now, Benjamin, didn't they just do... A Independence Day canyon scene in Captain Marvel. Yeah, but we're going to have another one, Michael. Now it's Independence Day Captain Marvel scene with extra black guy. Yeah, yeah. Not the same amount, Ben. Oh, so, oh yeah, sorry. Samuel L. Jackson was in the last one. Yeah, yeah. No, with, uh, Samuel L. Jackson was in the last one, Ben. And Will Smith was in Independence Day. So yes. almost exactly the same amount. That was an ill-conceived comment, Benjamin, I have to say. Oh, well, never mind. Um, so <laughs> moving on from there, Michael, uh, it, it would seem we're copying a few of the classic beats of some Marvel movies to keep that, you know, fan cred alive, Michael. There's a scene yeah. where the Winter Soldier and Falcon have a little banter on the on the, the carrier, the helicarrier or whatever they're on to get transported. And he's like, uh, do we have a plan? No. Do we have a plan? No. Oh, I hate you. And then he just jumps out of the plane all smug, which to me, then Michael. I'm- yeah, go on. It whacked of the uh, scene in Captain America where uh, he says, did you? Have, did he have a parachute? No. <laughs> yeah. They're not best mates, Ben, you see. They don't like each other. They don't get along. The only thing that's linking them together is the shield and beating up baddies. 
Yeah, it, it's lethal weapon with superpowers, Michael. We're gonna we're gonna have a a loose cannon cop on the edge, but this time it's played by Anthony Mackie, and we're gonna have a, a Donald Glover senior type in the form of uh, Winter Soldier. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, Michael. Uh, God damn it, Riggs! You can't just fly into the canyon, um, and you will have stuff like that. It'll be good. It'll be interesting. It'll be different. Um, I am less excited about Falcon and Winter Soldier than I am about Loki. Yes, Loki looks quite good, doesn't it, Ben? Ben, we've had this conversation before. Who the hell is Donald Glover Sr.? Uh, <laughs> that is actually his name, but he's not related to Donald Glover, the musician also known as Childish Gambino, but he is Donald Glover Sr. That's his name. Is um, it? I don't know why, but sometimes he's credited as Donald Glover Sr. <laughs> Danny Glover. Danny Glover. You're saying that Daniel Glover. I said, oh. Re- Damn it! I've mixed up people again. <laughs> you big dumbass. <laughs> His name's Danny Glover, Hang Ben. Hang on. What are you at? Do a retraction there. Hang on. No, wait. I'm not doing a retraction. Hang on. <laughs> Dementia does not count as retraction territory. Uh, hang on. Benjamin, I mean, I would hesitate to say that you're the world's youngest dementia sufferer because, you know, I don't know enough about the, about the condition. I don't you know might if Ah, 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 no, I see what I've done here, Michael. Yeah, you've, you've, you've just here. got it wrong, you see. No, I've done it, I've done it very wrong there, Michael. It is, of course, Danny Glover, but Donald <laughs> yes, Glover is, in fact, Donald Glover Jr. And his father yeah. is Donald Glover Sr. And they are related. <laughs> yes, um, of course they are, Ben. But, they're in, but Donald Glover Sr. Fuck. is not the actor Danny Glover. You see, um, uh, Benjamin, what really adds to the humour of this for me is this is not the first time we've had this conversation. It's not the first time we've had this conversation either in person or on this podcast. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it looks good, though. Loki looks good, though, doesn't it? Ben, your favourite is in it, Owen or Luke Wilson. Just say both, Ben, and well. then you can't be wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's a Wilson in it. Yeah, Owen or Luke Wilson is in it. Uh, it's It's almost definitely... Um, <laughs> Owen Wilson but we'll get to that in a second it, it's got some serious Legion vibes to it Michael I think I said that to you when we watched it originally um, yeah there's it, a bit it, of it Legion very Legion feel to it looks like Loki's going to be a bit of a secret agent man um, well Benjamin it's very I thought it was pretty obvious that when he's on the plane and he jumps out of the plane he's D.B. Cooper uh, say again. yeah he's D.B. Cooper yeah he's yeah, D.B. Cooper D. B. Loki Cooper is D.B. Cooper I thought that was good. That was good and clever and fun. Yes, it's very enjoyable, Michael. I feel like he's going to slot into a lot of kind of urban mythology. I think that's going to be attacked mm. in the show, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the timey-wimey stuff works, Michael. Uh, I, I couldn't honestly say. I don't know. what's. I know it's a copy of Loki. And our our, our suspicions, Michael, having watched the, the Endgame... Um, having, sorry, having watched the Infinity War movie was correct it's when he jumps through the timeline and goes back in time yeah so this is this is the loki who comes from the original timeline but then he left the timeline before he became good again so this is back when he was evil so he hasn't had his kind of redemption arc he's a bit of a prick he's a bit of a prick so is he gonna have to go through it all over again well i would assume so michael there's there's lots of there's lots of little Easter eggs. He's still obviously a prick because there's that great scene where he says, what did you expect? And they all hold weapons to his neck. And you're like, oh, Loki, you, you, oh, you yeah. rogue. Hoist by your own petard again, Loki. <laughs> um, but there are lots of little nods to comic book moments as well, Michael. He's in the, the Loki for president um, garb in that particular scene from a couple of years ago where Loki yeah, was some- the biggest thing since sliced bread in Marvel Comics. He has some natty dressing, doesn't he, Ben? He's some very fashionable. He, he does. He's got his horns back, Michael. Yeah. Which I feel is an interesting choice. He's got the horn. And yeah, it's it's going to be... I, I'm looking forward to it, Michael. I enjoy Tom Hiddleston. He's got a bit of banter about him. I Do you think they're going to get Chris Hemsworth in? Do you think we're going to see a Thor-Loki showdown? Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It wasn't announced, though, Ben, which was an interesting thing. Hmm... Because they mm. did announce Ben. Actually, we'll get back to that in a minute, but but there was a third trailer for the Winter Lady and her husband. What's that called? One Division. Uh, yeah, 
It's a uh, Winter Lady and Falcon Lad. It's it, yeah. it sounds like Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it isn't. Um, yeah, One Division got its second trailer, Michael. And again, suspicions were correct across the board. They seem to be trapped in some kind of TV dimension, um, and there are lots of people trapped in there with them. Mm. Um, it would seem, and they're all stuck in a little loopy loop. Yeah, I don't know if it's them though, Ben, because I have a feeling that Vision is that that Wanda creates Vision. Oh, you don't think Vision's really there? I don't think he's really there, Ben. I think she creates him. Oh no, it was I, all I think, a dream. I think this is. I think someone. Speaking of Legion, Ben, do you think the lads yeah. at Marvel saw Legion a couple of years ago and said we should have done that first? Uh, I think that is. Almost 100% the thought process behind at least 60% of the Marvel TV shows we're going to see on Disney+. Plus. For 100%, um, 100% for sure. Uh, yeah, no, they definitely went, oh, that's that's actually quite good. We should have done that. You're fired, Lobe. Yeah, look, thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Down with Lobe. What an all-time Lobe. That's what they've said at, the, uh, at the Marvel like offices whenever anything flops. Oh, we've hit an all-time lobe. Um, and it's, it's a whole then. thing. Yeah. That yeah, I, I think I nailed whole, that one. Nearly makes up for the whole Donald Jr. thing from earlier. <laughs> I think you'll find it's Donald Sr. But anyway. Donald um, Jr. Sr. Oh, jeez. That is not the first Donald. time we had that conversation. This is the second time um, then on, the, on air. Yeah. And the fourth time we've actually had that conversation. Oh, for feck's sake. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. Benjamin, look, anyway, listen. It looks good, I think. She's flying about the place. She's doing all yeah. sorts of eras of uh, of sitcoms. She's in the 40s. Yeah, there's an I Love Lucy scene. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to it, Ben. That is the one I am most looking forward to, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't have expected I can't wait for that, that Michael. I can't wait for that one. Because Loki, Ben, as you know, I don't like timey-wimey stuff because it tends to yeah. break its own rules. And mm-hmm. I've, no, I've no time for it, Ben. I've no time for it. Um... I don't think... I, well, actually, Ben, I love a time travel story, but I don't think you can fit a time travel story nicely into a coherent universe. No. Um, because it, I, I because think it this is going to take... Yeah, this is very much going to take place outside main continuity. I think they're setting them up with some kind of... It it reeks, Michael, of like a, a time agency that like ties up loose ends or takes care of chronal anomalies it's very much that it's from the comics it's the time variance authority is that what it is michael thank you for clearing that up i had no idea yes it's it's very much from the comics bit um so that's that's going to be i the thing i I dislike about it michael is that implies there's a whole more powerful universe just outside the marvel universe it always kind of fucks me off a bit because it means that the the infinity stones weren't actually that big a deal because there's an agency going oh Thanos oh they're messing dick. with the infinity stones again in universe 616 but over here in universe 617 Loki's sticking a man with a stick yeah and it, it I don't know it just kind of defangs a lot of your previous plots I don't know I hope Thanos yeah. shows uh, sorry I hope Jean-Claude Van Damme shows up and does a split and says I'm the time cop does a split in the news he probably will you probably, you probably will, will. Benjamin. Of course, they release loads of other show information. Let's. Uh, I'm going to run through it very quickly, and you, because you look a bit drained, Ben. I have to say, you don't look very emotionally invested today. You, you seem. I'm a bit not sad. emotionally invested in anything today, Michael. I've had quite a quite a morning. Um, so I'm, but anyway, I'm going to tell you the things, Ben, and then you tell me how unexcited you are about each of them. Ben, how cool. unexcited are you about the TV show Armor Wars with your favorite actor Don Cheadle? Uh, I think we can probably throw that one away, Michael. Call it a day. Okay, um, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be great because Don Teasel is one of my favourite actors and I don't want to get on his bad side because he has Hollywood contacts. He does. I'd say he could probably put us away for a very long time in an, uh, an unpleasant place, Michael. But anyway, given yeah. that, uh, Iron Man universe without Iron Man, do we care? Yeah, do well, we the care? tagline, Ben, was uh, what happens when Iron Man's technology falls into the wrong hands? And I think what you'll find happens is Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Spider-Man 1... Avengers 2 2. yeah Spider-Man 2 we've already seen that Benjamin what happens if there's a what happens if there's a teenage girl who makes Iron Man what would she be called Uh, she'll probably be largely hated by fans and said that it's um, (laughs) kind of virtue signalling and white knighting and just yeah it's pretty interesting uh, she probably won't be very liked Michael and it would probably be a very strange decision to give her her own TV show but you look well, Ben, we'll see, won't we? Because we're going to see Ironheart coming up in 2022. 
2022. Jeez. I think it's 2022. Benjamin, did you also see America Chavez has been cast in um in Doctor Strange 2? Oh, who's she going to be? Who's going to be? Uh she's uh I I don't know the actress's name, but she's not a big name. They're casting no. young Ben. They're recasting Cassie Lang as Scott Lang's daughter. They're really Aww. building up a little Young Avengers team here, Ben. I think that might be where we're sneaky sliding into. Oh, ho, ho. he's gathering the pieces, putting them together. Um, mm. Because Loki, as you know, Michael, uh, as an avid Marvel comic book reader, Loki was once part of the Young Avengers when he got trapped in a child's body. He got trapped in a child, his own child's body, himself. His own child's child, body. Not just a yes. random child, yeah. Not just a random child. Yeah, his own child's body. He got chopped in child form, perhaps would be a better way to say no, Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Um, Not his own child, so it wasn't his son. <laughs> he wasn't his own son, like in that horrible Captain Marvel storyline. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, which one? The one where someone uh, brainwashed Captain Marvel and then impregnated her with himself. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's one of the worst ones. It's one of the worst ones, Ben. No oh, use. that no sounds good. terrible, don't, don't Michael. Look at it. Don't let's look not, at it, let's not do that. Tatiana Maslany has been let's... confirmed Ben as She-Hulk. Uh, who's that now? She's from Black, Orphan Black, remember Ben? We've had this Oh yeah, this is the girl who said that she definitely wasn't, but now she Yeah, she was. Is. She was. She was just afraid she of the was. contract people getting her, I assume. It was a little bit of a ruse. Nice. Good for her. Mark Ruffalo probably breathing a sigh of relief, loosening his necktie there, going, oh, thank God. Well, uh, some of the exciting stuff about that, Ben, is Mark Ruffalo's going to be in it. Oh, get out of town. I won't, Ben. I That'd won't get good. out of it. But you know who else is going to be in it, Ben? And this was the thing that tickled my wickle the most of the whole announcement. <laughs> Didn't this was the that one that phrasing, made me go, yeah, go yeah, yeah, it tickled my wickle. This is the thing that made me go, mm, 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 delicious. This is what I've always wanted. Guess who else has been cast, Ben? Or not recast. Guess who else is coming back? Who 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 be coming back, Michael? Guess who's coming back, Ben? Only Tim Roth as the Abomination. Fuck off. I won't, Ben. That's hilarious. It's great. It's about time. Hilarious. Very exciting. Um, He was so interesting as Tim Roth and then so boring as the Abomination. um, Well, the Abomination was just a big spooky wookie man coming to get you. But when he was Tim Roth and he was like, I'll stand in front of you, Hulk, and I'll beat you up. And then Hulk kicked him and broke all his bones. (laughs) That was great. I just smashes him about the place. He's like, I got you. Um... I, I enjoyed half-mutated Tim Roth in the original Hulk film, where he's kind of a little uh, kind of skippy, jumpy, hoppy, backflip kicky. He, he was a little proto-Captain America. Remember, that film was made before Captain America was seen on screen properly. And That's they true. Have a he lot was of similarities. He's lepping around the place real fast. He's jumping over people. He's giving them a kick. Yeah, there was lots of little, you know, lots of little slick, strategic combat moves in there. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so interesting that he's coming back, Michael. Yeah, he's coming um, back. It's great. And is he to be? Um, is he to be the abomination? Is that is that the reason he's coming back? I don't know, Ben. I've thrown my arms up in the air and I'm giving the international symbol of I don't have a clue. <laughs> but he's going to be back. Isn't that exciting? Fair enough. Uh, there's a there's a few little callbacks, Michael, throughout these different series. Um, Winter Soldier and the Falcon seems to have bloody Darcy from yeah, Darcy, Thor uh, one and Kat two. Dennings. Kat Dennings is going to be in it. <laughs> She's back. Yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> and then um, we have the adult version of Monica Rambeau's or Monica Rambeau herself, isn't it? In um, in Miss Marvel. No, she's going to be in oh, yeah, Scarlet she... Witch. She's going to be in WandaVision. And what? then she's going to be in Captain Marvel 2, which has just been announced. Oh, Michael, what a week. What They're a week. tying it all up together, Ben. And that's only the Marvel um, side, Ben. We haven't even touched on the Stars Wars well, Michael, side. there's two more Marvel things before we move on. You'll excuse oh, yourself on. and get back in your okay, box I there. Okay, I'll get back the first family of Marvel is coming back, Michael. Uh, Fantastic the Four has their third movie. <laughs> Four, their fourth, third Ben. movie. Fourth. fourth. Is it their four? Oh, yeah. yeah, it is their fourth. Um, but their third Fifth, reboot, technically. Um, yeah. uh, no, second reboot. Third outing. Um, anyway, John Watts is set to direct Third reboot, technically, Ben. Uh, I mean, technically. If you oh, include yeah. the Roger Corman oh, one Oh, yeah, because there was that original terrible movie that never saw the light of day. Yeah. Technically. Oh, technically, Ben. What a week. I'm, technic- I'm technically correct, Ben. And that's the best kind of correct. 
It's your only kind of correct as far as I'm aware, Michael. Who's going um, to direct it, Ben, and who's going to be in it? John Watts is going to be directing it, Michael, and that will be uh, the same director that did Spider-Man 1 and 2 in the in the MCU, um, which is quite exciting, really, because he's, he's, he's awfully good at what he does. Um, so we might actually get a rendition of the Fantastic Four that people actually, you know, like. Yeah, you say um, that, Ben, but, you know, a lot of the recent Marvel movies have been based on the comics that people like and you know recent comics that people have enjoyed and the Avengers is heavily based on the Ultimates for example and you mm-hmm. know Spider-Man is heavily based on Ultimate Spider-Man and a lot of the recent successful Marvel stuff has come from recent successful comics and let's be honest Ben the Fantastic Four haven't been terribly relevant in comics in a long time what's your favorite Fantastic Four story arc Ben? The one where Doctor Doom does a bad thing and is the most oh, yeah, enjoyable see? thing about it. Yeah, you see, you're doing a bloody, you're doing a bit of satire there, but that you've you've helped my point a bit. Really, it's yeah. it's it's Silver Surfer and Galactus, isn't it? That's it. That's it. It's origin. Well, those story, are the big intros. Sil- yeah, yeah. Origin story: Silver Surfer, Galactus. Are they going to do that? Have we not seen that enough? Uh. I would like to see a very modernized uh, concept of the nuclear family. So I'd like to probably not not in a ham-fisted way, Michael, in the same way that we did Fantastic Four, where we made Michael uh, what's his what's his name Killmonger, Ma- Michael B. Michael Jordan. B. Jordan, where we made Michael B. Jordan be the sister of Sue Storm, be like, oh look, look, Brother. Sue Storm's adopted, huh? Yeah, huh? Look at that. Yeah, very, huh? mo- very modern. Look at very that modern. modern family. Um, of course, they didn't actually, you know, put the punch in there all the way and just make Sue Storm black. Um, they could have done that. Yeah. yeah, they could have done that. that would have been fine. They could have done that. Like, if you're doing it with one, you can do it with the other. It's not an issue. Um, you could have just had that. But we didn't do that anyway. We went for, oh, look, adopted. Because family could be anything. Hmm? Yeah, family can be anything, Ben, in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any casting rumours Michael have, have any of those surfaced? no people are still sticking with let's hope it's Emily Blunt and John Krasinski and is that really what we want is that what we I want I think it is what we want Ben it's what people want and since Marvel made it big they've pretty much gone with fan favourites for casting choices mm, true everyone Very was true. saying Benedict Cumberbatch for Doctor Strange and it was pretty much a foregone conclusion mm, interesting so maybe we will get that uh, pair then Everyone was scrambling for Kit Harrington as the Black Knight. They were saying, get me my Kit Harrington in the Black Knight. That's what I want to see. And then, lo and behold, that's what we're getting next year. What movie is that in, Michael? The Eternals, Ben. It was supposed to be out two weeks ago, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. I, I give up on, on Marvel. Uh, also, the, <laughs> the last little the, the last little nugget of news that we got, Michael. Alfred Molina will be turning for Spider-Man 3. Yes, um, so that makes the Spider-Man 3 cast, Ben... Everyone who's ever been in a Spider-Man film is in this. Again. Yeah. It strikes <laughs> Just... me, Ben, as Sony biting off more than they can chew again. No, they'd never do that with the third installment of a Spider-Man franchise, would they? But they've always done it, Ben. Every time. <laughs> they go, let's get more people in it. Ben, I hear you're in it. I am. In it I am. Pri- I have a little cameo. Reprising your role as Ben from Spider-Man 2. Yep. Uh, ben, the Matrix D's assistant in Spider-Man yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah, you're back. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be in. It's going to be great. I hear, I'm looking um, forward to being back on set. Emily Deschanel is back in it as well, playing the woman at the reception desk who he orders the pizzas for. She's coming yeah, back I mean, it's, in, it, in the It's multiverse. a classic, Michael. I'm I'm looking forward to rubbing elbows with Emily again. I'm looking forward to uh, high-fiving Tobes again. You know, yeah. uh, Andy and me are going to have a few games of Baccarat again. Um, you know, old Holzer and I are going to uh, play a few games of lacrosse and hit the gym. You know, the, us- the usual Holzer? onset is antics. You- is that what you call Tom Holland, old Holzer? That's what all Tom Holland's very close friends call him. Ah, uh, very good. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, ben, if, you, I would uh, if you don't know, <laughs> I would like you to. See, I would f- like to see you fight Tom Holland. That's what I'd like. <laughs> Tom Holland I'd, would I'd, kick my ass. I don't know, Ben. He's very small. I'd, I'd pay money to see you and Tom Holland have a fight. He's also jacked and incredibly in shape. Yeah, but he's very small, Ben. Michael, I am. If if ever there was a man who was his polar opposite in terms of fitness level, general agility, 
and <laughs> just all round willingness to actually do physical exercise. It is your dyspraxic co-host, Benjamin Colby. Well, Benjamin, it's you, not don't have happen. To, you don't have to do a flip over him. You just have to beat him up. Just but beat what if he does a flip over Tom me? <laughs> well, you grab him out of the air and you'd, you'd presumably be fighting for the love of Zendaya at this stage. <laughs> and you'd be like, you'll never have Zendaya Holland. I don't care how many flips you can do. <laughs> yeah, flippy son of a gun. Michael, Marvel what? was not the only announcements this week at um, the little Disney event. We got a bloody plethora of Star Wars. Oh, no great Star Wars fan of my Ben. No great Star Wars fan of you, but you are a Mandalorian fan. Oh, I'm enjoying The Mandalorian, Ben. It's very good. Yes, and it would appear, Michael, that Disney Plus has taken note and said, well, a Mandalorverse... Uh, is obviously mm-hmm. what we're going to need to do here, boys. Um, yeah. So what we've had this season are a few cameos from all too many favorites say. in the Star Wars universe. Some would say too many, Michael. I'd probably agree with you. Maybe there's a little bit of stocking stuffing going on here, uh, and it's not 100% necessary. But we've had Ahsoka Tano, we've had Boba Fett. Um, Bo-Katan. What else have we had? Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan. yeah. Uh, and most of these, Michael, barring uh, one particular actress who can't keep her mouth shut about anti-mask conspiracies and the like, um, have kind of been given their own green light in this universe to to maybe go off and have a little series. Uh, so Ahsoka is getting her own series on Disney+. Plus. We're going to see Rosario Dawson in the role. I'm looking forward to that, Michael. I think that'll be interesting. Um, we got... The introduction for the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch are a group of clones from the Clone Wars sagas, the animated series. That's going to be a little animated one, Michael, on the Disney Plus channel. Oh. Kind of continuing the universe of the Clone Wars. And basically what it is, Michael, is Dave Filioni kind of cherry-picking everybody's favourite versions of Legends. Now, Legends was the pre-Disney Star Wars canon. Yeah. Right? Except for the movies. Except for the movies. And what he's done is, he's like, well, you like this character? Let's sidle them back into uh, the new continuity. Let's put that back, back in there. Let's get him going. It's uh, Admiral and Thrawn. Disney are, <laughs> Disney are kind of sitting there going, you cook. Um, and Dave Filioni's kind of sitting there going, I think you're the cook because I'm fucking you and you got to watch. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, is that what pretty... cook means? I'm going to stop <laughs> saying that. I didn't know that, Ben. Um, and that's that's pretty much what's going on here. Um, oh, sorry. No, he's fucking their franchise and they have to watch. Never mind. Um, now, Ben, I think you've you've completely misread Disney there because Disney are much more likely to be saying, Dear David, thank you for all of this money. Please continue what you're doing. Yours kindly, the Walt Disney Corporation. The mouse. Um, yeah, yeah. Please send, uh, send am, more Star Wars merch. <laughs> I think, I think, Michael, I am being very unfair to Disney there because Disney are very shrewd, um, and they've probably very much noticed what uh, the the fan rekindling that Dave Filoni and John Favreau, who gets no credit, Michael, but did actually write the majority of episodes in season one of the Mandalorian uh, and um, season two. And season, and season two. two. And directed yeah. the majority as well. It's John Favreau's show. You, Dave Filoni. Is it not Dave Filoni, by the way? I don't know. I you bloody you. animated fanboys, get out of here. It's John Favreau's show. He is the brain master behind it. None of this bloody Dave Filoni is the saviour of... The tr- I don't care about the Dave Filoni episodes. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't care about Ahsoka Tano. I've no time for... I've no interest in her. I don't care about Bo-Katan. Why has she not got a helmet on? This is ridiculous. I don't want... I don't want another episode of The Mandalorian about what someone's bloody animated favourite character coming back. <laughs> Just keep doing the Mandalorian, please. You know what I mean? I don't and, want it to divert into a continuation of two animated shows I didn't watch. You are going to be bitterly disappointed in the future, Michael. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think I'm hoping that it goes its own route and doesn't just have a some bloody animated character showing up every week. Uh I, I think you might get that for a while, Michael. I, I don't know well, if you're going to be lucky June, enough. At least Cara June was an original character and Carl Weathers' character, whatever his name is, he was original. And um, apparently the guy that Raylan Givens played was from a book, but he had like two paragraphs in a book at one stage. But I like them. I've enjoyed all of them. They're I, good. I'll, I'll, even, I'll even tolerate Boba Fett. 
and I'm calling you'll, you'll, you'll allow that, will you? Like an Irish person. I'll allow that, but I don't want to see any more animated characters showing up and going, don't you know who I am? I'm bloody Savage Undress. Uh, that'd be a pretty good uh, name for a character, Michael. Um, well, what I've done there, Ben, is combined the character names of the Savage Opress, who's Darth Maul's brother, and Ursula <laughs> Andress. And then I've put a little bit of a James Bond spin on it and then Savage Undress. Well, what's interesting, Michael, is like that you've this, also ben. kind of... Michael is currently taking off his clothes. That is, I'm in the nude! That is just gold, Michael. Just gold. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, Ben, I can't that's hear you. Fun. I've dropped everything because of my side. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, in the middle ah. of his Hulk out. <laughs> I've knocked everything sick. off the shelves, Ben. Yeah, one the best. One the best. You all right? It was... You okay? It was, a, it was a savage undress, Ben. Do you get it? Yeah, I, I was about to say that you've kind of mistakenly uh, managed to come across the name of Ahsoka Tano's kind of nemesis, which is Ventress. Um, but yeah, you're Grant. Look, yours is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was in the yours mood briefly. Yeah, I'm back uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I did get a screenshot of that, Michael, but... My yeah. internet quality is so poor that you're a pixelated mess. Oh, that's um, good. That'll make it safe for work for people on the Reddit. Yeah, I may put it up anyway, you know, just for a bit of banter. Let's see how that goes. Um, the only other Star Wars news that we got, Michael, is... Yes? Uh, Kenobi has confirmed that Mr. Hayden Christensen will be reprising the role of Darth Vader. Oh, that's good. He's a beloved actor in that role. Yeah, people love him. He's just yeah, so people, adored. People love them in that role. I mean, time heals all wounds, Ben, I think is what this is teaching us. Um, I think, funnily enough, I think Anakin Skywalker has undergone something of a softening over the years, as you said, Michael, because people now are kind of like, well, when you think about it, it wasn't that bad a performance, even though it kind of was. You see, what happened was, Michael, and you're going to hate me for saying this, because the animated series, Clone Wars, made him into something of a a genuinely badass Jedi and hero, and he had kind of earned his reputation as the chosen one of the Force within that little animated show. Um, Mm. But as usual, Michael, we won't be getting the animated show version, we'll be getting bloody Hayden Christensen. Um, as long as they keep him out of the Mandalorian, I don't care what they do with him. Okay, fair enough. You probably won't be watching Kenobi anyway. I probably won't, Ben. I don't want to... Uh, does it have... Uh, that's my uh, that's my Ben Kenobi voice. Does it have Ewan McGregor... I, I sense the disturb master. I don't, I don't remember what he sounds like, Ben. I don't remember what Alex Healy sounds you, like. Yeah, yeah. So you've given me a bad feeling about this, Michael. Um, yeah, it is Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. You give, it I've got a, I've, that's a Star Ewan. Wars reference. I understand it. Several, several parsecs. Yep, several, several parsecs. Michael, speaking what of parsecs it? and nonsensical yeah. science fiction stuff, you yeah. punished me this week. I still don't know yeah. what I did wrong, Michael, but you said to me, ah, Ben, have you ever seen the excellent TV show that defines all my tastes and really is the pinnacle of entertainment for me that is Lex? And no, I said... You, that isn't what happened, and you know that... That, 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 that is exactly on. what you said, Michael. Carry on with your Possibly bit. Possibly the best show I've ever watched, Lex, Ben. We should do an episode on the best show I've ever watched, Ben, because that Lex. is my taste, and you should judge me based on that choice of show. And I said, no, I haven't seen it, Michael, but you know what? It's our podcast, and if you want to do an episode on the best show that you've ever seen, Lex, I'll do Lex. it with you. Yeah. So, Ben, uh, why uh, don't you... Go on. Yeah, go on. No, no, you go, go on. on. You do a little launch. Anyway, yeah, I'm just you, saying you I've been punished, Michael. I would rather yeah. be in the scene from Casino Royale where Mads Mikkelsen pummels my testicles with a tied-up right. rope ball uh, yeah. through a punched-out chair yeah. than ever watch Lex ever again. Very good. A tied-up rope ball, Ben, is commonly called a knot. But uh, let's uh, let's carry on anyway. Let's forget the fact that you've gone a bit mad, Benjamin. And why don't yeah. you put back on your partisan hat and tell oh. us, Ben... <laughs> what even is Lex in all and anyways? So, Michael, cast your mind back to 1997. All right, it's back there. I'm 15. <laughs> CGI is in its infancy, and it's just become a thing that people like to do in shows. Um, and 
for some reason, the Germans and the Canadians get together and they have a little chin wag and they say, wouldn't it be great if we did a little uh, show together? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'd really enjoy that, eh? Uh, so oh, that's not they put bad. That wasn't together. a bad German or or a Canadian. That, I'm, I was impressed by that. Yeah, I, I tried to restrain myself as best as possible. I'm sure it still offended somebody. Apologies to the Canadian listeners and apologies to the yeah. German listeners. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> what will happen from there on out, Michael, is they they come up with a they take a bunch of mushrooms or acid. I haven't decided which. Yeah. Um, and they watch Ridley Scott's Aliens on a loop for about, oh, I'd say, anywhere from five weeks to two years of their lives. Right, go on. Um, and then from that, uh, they get yeah. really, really drunk. And in their hangover state, they write out the script or plot to something they call Lex with two Very X's. Very interesting. Yeah. So within that world, Michael, we're introduced to three characters. Uh, yeah. There's Kai. Yeah, he's the, last the last of, of the, the Brun and G. Thank you. He's the last of the Brun, Brun and G. G. Yeah. Um, he's an undead assassin who gets his hair done along the Jersey Shore. Very uh, interesting, yeah. Then there's Zev Bellinger. Bellringer. Um, who, is, who is, quite frankly, Michael, just the sex pot of the show. Um, yeah, quite frankly she, and quite she, obviously. Yeah, she exists to be tied up and captured as often as possible, at least in season one. Um, and her name is Ev Bellinger. That name would later go Bell on Ringer. to be taken by a porn star, Michael. Um, which I don't know how the original. Uh, I don't know if the the show sees any residues from that. I doubt they do. But anyway, moving on that from there. Na- hold on, hold on, hold on. That name was taken by a porn star. Yeah, yeah. Zev Bellringer is the name of a porn star. Bellinger, isn't Are it? You d- no, it's Bellringer. Is it Bellringer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I mix it up with Zev Bellinger then. Never mind. You can uh, Google that yourselves later on, ladies and gentlemen, and enjoy that particular one. I'm Googling um, it now, Ben, so prepare for me to be shocked. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> uh, this is going to be entertaining. Um, so moving on from there, Michael, we have Twe- Tweed- Tweedly? Stanley, what's his name? Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I'm not lying, Michael. I'm not lying at all. <laughs> What the hell is this? <laughs> it's just a porn star who's taken that name. That is not safe for work. I shouldn't have looked that up. <laughs> did you not know this? I did not know that. <laughs> that is... Uh, that's very interesting indeed altogether. <laughs> How the heck did they get away with that? Because nobody cares about Lex. Um, right, that's okay. how they get away with it. Um, I, can't, uh, I, I thought you'd know, Michael. I no, I did know. not know that, Ben. I'm going to get into pornography and call myself Captain Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> so that when people look up Captain Jean-Luc Picard porn, they find me in totally non-Star Trek related scenarios. Now, I should be clear, Michael, how I found this out is that I typed in that name um, yeah. into Google porn. and I went, oh, well, this show is very HBO friendly. Um, and then realized, oh no, this isn't the, this isn't the show. You learn this, something new every day. Despite much of the acting and sets of season one of Lex being comparable to a porno. But anyway, uh, then we're introduced to quite possibly the most irritating character, um, this side of the universe. And that is, uh, Tweet, Tweedly, Stanley, what's his name? Stanley Tweed. Ben, how much of this did you watch that you can't remember anybody's bloody name? I never Stanley remember Tweedle. the names, Michael. You'll know that's a trope of this podcast where I mispronounce <laughs> names and misremember them because I have yeah. to force feed myself content to get ready for a weekly podcast. And by the time I Very get the good. things down in my brain, it's too late for me to remember names yeah. or structure. Is that what happened with Donald Glover Jr.? Yeah, I watched Lethal Weapon in a ro- uh, eight weeks in a row and then it just kind of yeah. crammed out. Um, <laughs> anyway, Michael, uh, then we're introduced to Stanley Tweedley and Tweedle, Tweedle. Tweedle sorry Tweedle and X70 what's the robot's name something 77 790 790 that was close enough um, so robot that's head 790 that's uh, Mr. Price 790 and it's a good bargain um, so we get those kind of characters and what happens is Michael it's in a universe that's been majority taken over by a bunch of insectoids has it though I thought the humans won the great insect war I don't think they did in season one, Michael. I think it's still kind of encroaching and that's the whole... Well, the whole point, Ben, of season one is that the the Brunin G Kai. defeated the, in, the... Kai, the last of the Brunin G, but the Brunin G defeated the insects and it's not really commonly known in the universe that his divine shadow 
is the ruler of the universe, Ben, is a representative of the insects. So the insects, the humans think they won the war, but they've been secretly enslaved by the insect civilization. Yes, I forgot to mention the secret part. Yeah. But it is mm, still majority taken over by insectoid things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, his divine shadow kind of uses Kai as now a lapdog. And, um, and sort of that. Kai is undead. Um, yeah. He he's a vampire. He's not really a vampire, though, is he? He subsists on proto blood, which isn't the same. Well, he doesn't drink proto blood, though. He just needs proto blood. He's yeah. more of a Frankenstein. He's more of a Frankenstein than anything. But realistically, what he is, Ben, is he's the Winter Soldier. Yeah, true. He true. is the Winter Soldier. He was a he was a good guy. He was a soldier, and he died winning the war. And then mm. he was taken hostage, or his body was taken by the enemy. And used as a, an assassin for two thousand and eight years. Yeah, he gets all. He gets brain bamboozled. He gets brain bamboozled, Ben, and he only gets woken up to complete missions. And bearing in mind, Ben, nineteen ninety seven, pre the Winter Soldier, which brings us to a lot of things, Michael, that might be pre other things. Lex, possibly, Michael, go has on. influenced quite a few things that people might not be be very willing to kind of go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, go on. Um, I'm I'm thinking particularly, Michael, of the big sentient spaceship angle, right? Uh, that is Lex. Lex is a, a ship. Um, Lex is the ship, and He's it's a big ship, sentient yeah. kind of war machine. Um, yeah, dragonfly, which is essentially a penis that travels through space backwards. Yeah, um, it looks like a dragonfly. It's a dragonfly, not a penis. Yeah, no, it's it's a cock and balls that travels through space, Michael, because for some reason, while I was yeah. researching this show, I found out that the primary inspiration for this, which really should have yeah. been my cue to stop engaging with this at all, was that Sigmund Freud's sex and death impulse theory is what drives a great deal of the aesthetic in this goddamn show. Mm, go on. Um, so uh, Sigmund Freud back in the day largely debunked these days ladies and gentlemen so you don't have to go and buy the book and, and go through all that yourself but he came up with a theory that the two primary drives um, in a human being Michael uh, or in any animal I suppose was the urge to fuck and the urge not to die um, he called them the, the sex drive and the death drive and according to old Sigmund that was really what was kind of captaining the helm a lot of the time for human beings um and one of the writers here was like oh that'd be good for an entire universe wouldn't it um and that's why phallic imagery michael abounds it's everywhere ben everything's knobs everything is knobs the the gear stick to the ship is a knob the ship is a knob knob. Uh, the shower's a knob um yeah it's entirely possible that you could argue that bloody tweedle is a knob Um, everything's a big gross hairy knob yeah, like it's a whole thing, Michael. There's the the grinding maw thing that we see every once in a while. There's the tentacle monster in season two. Uh, a lot of, lot of. There's lots of knobs, Ben. So anyway, I think you've jumped the gun a bit because let's go back to the inspirations. Okay, go on. Sorry, because, back to that. Right? Um, the authority, right? Quite yeah. possibly nicked quite a bit from that, Michael. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. That makes um, sense. But what what yeah. I meant, Ben, was the the inspiration for Lex itself. Oh, sorry. Yes, go on. So the way we have ended up looking at this is because we've recently been reading for other uh, podcasts, uh, collecting issues, the biweekly comic book book club, which you can check out we've now. We've been reading the we've been reading the Incal by Ad- Alexander Jodorowsky and Alejandro Jodorowsky and uh, Stanley Tweedle. No, Mobius. Very no, good. Donald Glover. Donald Glover Jr. We've been um, Donald. we've been Donald Donald Glover. We've been reading that Ben, and that in turn was inspired by June. In many mm. ways, it was. And they're especially like forgetting about where it goes for the moment. <laughs> sure. And just looking at the first mini movie, uh, yeah. Lex, aka Tales from a Parallel Universe. Uh, and the the movie title is His Divine Shadow. Yes. That movie, that first hour and 20 minute movie, is so June. Yes, it is. Incredibly June. It's so June. And it is not the psychosexual nightmare that season, the latter part of season one and the early parts of season two are. Yes. 
it's a horrible universe in which it may well be millions of years in the future or it could be just a parallel universe where humanity doesn't come from earth like yeah but if it is if it is in the future it's so far in the future that humanity doesn't appear to have a home world humanity not, is just not, spread across uh, thousands of planets yeah not immediately not immediately yeah. anyway yeah um, so then you have lots of weird cults and functions which are also very juney yes for example Brent, ben i love the brunin g I think yeah, that opening scene of the six of them in their weird haircuts and their colourful costume singing their, quite frankly, the best song in science fiction history. The as war they, hymn. Uh, yes. That, brilliant, Ben. One of the best pieces of music written in science fiction of all time. But the six of them in their stupid colourful costumes with their stupid haircuts and their stupid name, Ben, which I don't think is ever explained why they're called the Brunan G. Nope, it isn't. But but that kind of thing is, it just has June written all over it. It does. Because June is full of little subcultures of humanity with weird names and weird transitions. You're thinking of your Sardaukar, Ben? Yes. Um. You're thinking of your Fremen. Your Bene like, Gesserit. Your Bene Gesserit, your Mentats. Yeah. And you're like, who the hell are these Brun and G? Why do they have this cool song, the best song ever written in science fiction? And what's up with their silly clothes and their silly hair and their silly uh, facial markings? Yeah, what's, what's and, going on? And to be honest, you never really find out. <laughs> There's one episode, Michael, a little bit later. It's either season two or season three. It's a musical. Um, I've seen it, Ben. I watched it from start to finish. It's called Brigadoom. Brigad, that's it. Brigadoom. It's it's season two. Season two after they change Zevs. Yes. So, oh, I forgot to talk about that change. Yeah, we'll get into that yeah. in a second. Um, but yeah, so we, we get a little hint, but it's never explained why they're called the goddamn Brunin G. Yeah, why are they called the goddamn Brunin G, Ben? What's going on? So they were a, they're a, a sect of humanity, Ben who discovered the secret of immortality. But no, sorry, the secret of not dying of old age. Yeah. But they could die from anything else. Yeah, they're immortal, not vulnerable. Yeah, and they became horrible shut-ins until the young generation got sick of it and went out into the universe and became great romantic warrior poets. Yeah, so it's a bit like COVID 2020. um, A little bit, a little bit. In, in that sense, without blaming young so people I, for COVID, because I don't. Think I that's fair. love the Brun and G Ben. They are one of my favorite things in it. Their stupid costumes, their amazing song, their weird backstory. Love it, and I love that about June. I love your Sardaukars. I love your Fremens. I love your Bene Gesserits. I love weird cults of humanity in the far future. That's your that's your jam. Um, that's my jam. What does Brun and G mean? Why are they called the Brun and G? Because they are. Yeah. Why are pirates oh, called pirates? Hey, oh, hey, oh. It's brilliant. Anyway, I'll stop talking about that now. And in then your... Kai becomes the Winter Soldier, Ben. <laughs> he gets killed and becomes the Winter Soldier. I find it hilarious that Kai is the thing that you're most enthused about because he's the only decent thing about the entire show. Um, and even at that, I struggle to use the word decent in a fair function. Um he Michael McManus seems to have made yeah. a real effort and one of the more enjoyable things you can do is you can watch interviews with Michael McManus as he tries to justify his acting choices for Kai um and he has created a whole backstory for Kai yeah. in his head that he uses to inform his decisions it is incredibly entertaining to watch in his world uh, Kai has zero emotion and what he is is he's like a mirror that reflects whatever energy is put towards him so if you're yeah, friendly to Kai Kai will be like oh we're mates um, and if you're unfriendly to Kai he'll fuck you up he'll chop you in half with his kind of wrist bug is is grappling gun? Um, wrist bug that will chop you in half with. I I think Michael M- McManus is an underrated fucking gem. You know he sings that song. That's him singing. <laughs> he's a trained singer. He wrote the music in the Irish episode. Ben, he's <laughs> he's absolutely brilliant. I love that he deadpans throughout the whole thing. He's like, I am dead. 
I could never love you. And everyone's like, but we love you, Kai. And he's like, that's fine, whatever. I am dead, though. <laughs> I'm a dead been. man. I'm Pre- the last of the Brunanji. Like, oh, fucking hell. Kai, he's change the, the record. He's the, he's the I original can't fuck the boy. He's like, I I'm the last of the Brunanji. I'm so <laughs> sexy. Look at me. I'm so sexy. I had to check with my good lady friend if he was sexy or not, because I think he's sexy. <laughs> apparently, he's he not that sexy. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> he's not that sexy. he is, Michael. I have terrible taste in men, though, apparently. Um, well, we've look, at your, look at your co-host. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's wearing a still suit, Michael, by the way. That, that's essentially oh, his costume. Yeah. He's wearing the yeah. David Lynch still suit. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is his costume. Um, this 100%. is hugely H.R. Geiger inspired as well. Yeah. Um, you see, that's what I was going to say when you were giving out about Siggy Freud. Old Siggy S. And I know you yeah. have to give out about Siggy Freud, Ben, because you're always going on about young and one of your main things about enjoying Jung is hating Freud. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Jung is just as disproven, don't forget. But look, we won't look, get into philosophy on this podcast, Ben. Well, I, I spent around 300 euro to get this tattoo, Jung at heart, on my chest. And if I don't <laughs> you know, stick to the principles, it's very, it's kind of pointless. Good, yeah. It's kind yeah. of pointless. Uh, so, anyway, what were we saying? Um, in the pilot, Ben, there is some classic 90s body shaming. Did you notice that? <laughs> there's so much body shaming throughout this goddamn show michael it's such a strangely sexual show and it genuinely at certain points made me uncomfortable i was sitting there going oh, i hope my mom doesn't very... see me i hope, I hope my, my mom, mom doesn't, doesn't see, see me this. watching this mom it's oh, for research it's for the podcast it, mick made it's... me watch it ma'am. i'll delete that... it from my hard drive i promise that excuse has lost all its weight after the 850th time it was used. <laughs> um, oh no, Mavitz for the podcast. Um, Mick made me Mavitz for the podcast. So, Ben. Go on. One of the weird, yeah, the body shaming is weird. The fact that Zev, Zev Bellringer starts as a very heavily overweight actress who's, uh, yeah. and they just completely humiliate her and then she becomes sexy and everything's fine then. I don't like that. I have to admit, I don't like that. It's very 90s and a bit gross. Can I be perfectly honest with you, Michael? That trope has made a severe comeback in in recent years in Netflix films and things like that. Um, and it's fascinating to watch it try and resurface. Go on. Um, one of those examples was Insatiable. I don't know if you've heard of Insatiable on Netflix. About the people who can't stop eating. Uh, no, it's, it's a show where a girl was uh, very, very fat. Um, mm-hmm. And she breaks her jaw. So her jaw has to be wired. Right. Oh, it's a um, horror, is it? No, no. Um, no, no. It sounds like a horror, but it isn't. Uh, she then has to be fed. And when she comes back to her high school, she's skinny because she can only be on a liquid diet because her jaw's wired shut. Um, right. And she sets about being skinny and fabulous and the school completely changes their tune to her. And she's a bit of a gal with her newfound sexiness. Oh, that's not great. Um, and that was a thing. And then there was another one where the entire plot is, uh, is it Everybody Hates Sarah Burgess or something like that? Um, I can't remember. Anyway, um, again, the young lady is rather big boned and she pretends to be uh, somebody else to flirt with a man. And that's 90% of the movie until the end where it's like, oh, but you could never love me because I'm fat and it's a whole thing. But that trope has kind of clawed its Get way back, it, Michael. Yeah, it's no because good. That was my, it's no good. That was my least favourite thing about his Divine Shadow was the body shaming of the larger actress who plays the initial Zev. Yeah, and they just hammer the, her too. It's, it's like... Ugh. And then the new one going like, oh, I'm so perfect and beautiful and a 20-year-old not very good German actress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's not great. She, but look, Ben, the, both ladies existed to be on the cover of the DVDs. Funnily That's enough, exactly ben, what it was there right? for. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and the, the the writers admit so, as such in production things. It has a weird history, right? So the first season is four movies. Yes. Four hour and 20 minute-ish movies produced over the space of a year. Yes. Then it took a two-year break and Good. came back inspired by Buffy, of all things, Bad. to be a 20-episode, 45-minute series Focus on defeating a big bad for the year. No good. Then season three, Ben, became this bizarre turn of events where they go to an afterlife consisting of two planets and it's longer, it's hour-long episodes nearly. 
and it's really deadly serious in tone. It's really strange season three. And then season four, Ben, becomes short again. Yes. And they go to Earth. Yeah, that's and it. They go to, they're on Earth, Ben. And Ben, I'll tell you one thing. Shooting on location on Earth is a lot cheaper than making sci-fi sets. I tell you, it bloody well is, Michael. And when your budget <laughs> is dwindling because you're fucking batshit crazy, you better believe Earth's going to come to the rescue. It's um, some mad stuff, though, Ben. But they destroy the Earth, Michael. That's the best part. They do. They destroy the Earth in the final episode. The Earth gets blown up by 790, who's a prick. Um, who turns out is a prick enough, and has been the whole time. He is a prick the whole time. I watched an episode from season three, Ben, called Girl yeah. Town. And Girl Town is about a society on the planet Fire. and It's very little of season three is set on Lex. They're just on these two planets called Fire and Water. And Fire's kind of horrible and Water's nice enough. And Andy. they're kind of like heaven and they're kind of like heaven and hell, and all right. the characters they saw in the previous three seasons are back in various forms, oh, but they ooh. look the same. But no one remember. It's weird. It's fucking bizarre, Ben. But yeah. in the episode Girl Town, uh, Zev uh, falls out of a hot air balloon, and Stanley and Kai go down to try and rescue her, and Stanley ends up getting captured by the Queen of Girl Town, who's played oh, by no. the same actress who played Jigorata in the pilot. Um, Gas, and she wants to take his head off and attach his, his head to her body because she doesn't have a body. Oh, oh sorry, the other way around. Okay. She wants to attach her head. To yeah, his body. she wants. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and then Kai becomes embroiled in rescuing the men of the town, who are essentially Cla- slaves. Classic. While Stanley is embroiled in a like forty-minute courtroom scene about politics and amendments, and Zev genuinely Ben they had no idea what to do with her so she wanders around aimlessly every now and then there's just a scene of Zev walking down a corridor it's one of the most bizarre uses of a character in a show I've ever seen she wanders around aimlessly nothing happens to her and she eventually finds them at the end weird a real milestone for female representation yeah bizarre but when uh, when Kai rescues the men they all turn out to be transvestites and they just wanted to be they just wanted to dress up and have fun the whole time so Kai offers to take them to the planet water where they might have a bit of banter where they might have a bit of banter and they start heading towards uh, the planet water on their hot air balloons and then 790 the robot head the prick got Lex to eat them all so we've been following this story for an hour and they get a happy ending and then 790 the robot head prick gets a fucking ship to eat them 790 like, oh, a prick grim. throughout yeah he's horrible Seven, but he's, he's supposed horrible. to be horrible he's, he's supposed to be horrible with, but he's obsessed with um, Kai isn't it he he kind of has a he's obsessed he's obsessed with Zev first oh okay first two seasons and then with Kai why does he his become obsessed with, gets, with Kai what's what his programming gets changed I can't remember oh I for Funny thing though, Ben, right? For this podcast, I watched part of every season. You brave, brave soul. I watched season one, His Divine Shadow. And I really like that first movie. As I said, I like the Dune stuff. I like the horrible future of humanity. I think His Divine Shadow is one of the greatest names for a baddie of all time. I really like Kai's Winter Soldier thing he has going on. I could care less for Zev. She's a very attractive lady, but she's useless as a character. She makes no difference. Stanley is just a gross and horrible everyman. Stanley yeah, is Stanley is John DeFool from, from the Incal. Yeah, but not likable in any way. I think funnily John enough, isn't likable. John DeFool spends the whole of the Incal talking about going home, having a whiskey, and getting some prostitutes. That's very likable to me, John DeFool. Um, <laughs> and, and John um, DeFool is like a, a rated R private detective, and Stanley's a, a, a rank four security guard. They're the same character. It's John DeFool. I don't know yeah. how much they ripped it off, but it's convergent or it's it's either the same. Anyway, they're I watched paralleled. that one. I watched yeah. Brigadoom, Ben, from season two. Yeah, Brigadoom! Brigadoom, which is yeah. great. It's great name. The three characters go and they see a play, basically. And we as <laughs> the audience Kai. watch the play with them. It's not a musical episode wherein... Um, yeah, about Kai. It's not a musical episode like Buffy or Little Flash where the characters are in the musical. They just go and watch a musical and we watch the musical with them. And that's all we get. That's it. I watched Girl Town from episode four, from season three, and I watched Yo-A-O from season four. 
And at random, Ben, I picked those four episodes. And and I know for a fact, uh, we had a great comment from one of our regular listeners and contributors, Dr. Stephen J. Cadwell. What did he say, Ben? Oh, I'll get it for you now. You, you could have warned me about that, Michael. I've been sitting here. Just Well, he said, Ben... He said, Ben, it's like if Farscape was produced by the writers of Eurotrash. And that's that pretty said? much, I could not have hit the nail more on the head. Well, that's where, what I'm saying. I watched those four episodes, Ben. There wasn't as much as a lascivious scene in the whole thing. Not a nude shot, not a upskirt shot of someone climbing up a ladder. What? In those, in those entire four episodes, nothing happens that wouldn't happen on Farscape. No, well, you're missing out, buddy. Yeah. There's not a bikini scene. There's not a nudie shower scene. There's, um, okay, everything does look a bit like knobs. Yeah, everything looks like knobs. Yeah. But there's there's yeah. not a hint of lascivious. So anyway, yeah. Long story short, Ben, I I love the first movie, and season one yes. is really interesting and full of weird concepts. But it has it is gross. There is grossness to it, and it probably gets too weird for its own good as it goes along. Yeah, I genuinely hated it. Um, and it's rare for me to not mock hate. You know, mock hatred is is, is a really key tenant of my, my podcast character. But I genuinely did not enjoy this. Um, I would what argue... What did you watch it in? I watched season one uh, in its totality. No, you didn't. Um, and then... There's uh, no way you watched se- season one in its totality, Ben. Uh, as close to totality as the human mind could take in one sitting. Did anyway. you you watched you watched all you watched nine hours of season one? No, not really. It was okay. more like it was pretty close <laughs> to six and a half though. Um, okay, and I jumped around because right. eventually I got the kind of crux of it, and I was like, yeah, okay, um, yeah. And uh, I'd say a solid uh, again skipping at quite a pace. Do you know, Michael? You can set YouTube to run at one point seven five speed. Um, I do know that, Ben. Yeah, it's great. It's really useful when you have a podcast to cram for. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I, I got around, I'd say 15 episodes into season two. Um, and I'm never going to watch it again, Michael. This is this is the end of Lex for me. I'm I'm recording this episode. It's going to go live. And until you inevitably pitch Lex retrospective in whatever form you'd like to do that in well, this i won't a, watch this it again this is a lex retrospective ben yeah but you're going to do a lex retrospective retrospective because i know you um and you'll enjoy my suffering in in that form and uh we'll, we'll go and do that michael and that'll be good um that'll be good the, the one thing i really enjoyed michael was uh kai's attempt at philosophy when he was like i was <laughs> was the bit where Kai was like I was darkness in the light universe perhaps in the light universe or sorry perhaps in the dark universe I can be light and then he goes into his little pod and uh, yeah I don't know I just I think it's very subpar um, I think it's exceptionally 90s as you said um, gratuitous doesn't even begin to cover what this show is and yeah just like it has that weird little cult following like I, I would argue that it's it's Wiktionary, it's it's wiki page is better updated than a lot of modern shows, which fascinated. I don't me. think it is actually. I had a quick look at it, and it's uh, it's definitely written by non-native English speakers, which is interesting. I think oh, that, well, that mostly up, mostly updated by Germans, I'd guess from the from the way it's written. Well, it would fit the it would fit the modus operandi of the whole show. Yeah, anyway, yeah, Michael, yeah, yeah. go on. What did the listeners think? We know what Stephen J. Cadwell thought because he gave us a, that little soundbite there that we could use. But um, what, what what did you think of Lex? What do you think of Lex with a double X? Um, did you enjoy it? Would you like to see it? You can. It's all up on YouTube for free. Um, it is on Amazon Prime as well, Ben. Oh, is it? I could have watched it on Amazon yeah. Prime. That would have saved yeah. uh, a lot of poor quality stuff coming through my screen. Um, would you like to see a remastered edition? Who would you cast in a Lex movie, even though season one is kind of four different movies? But who would you cast in a Lex movie? Kai would have to be Nicolas Cage for me. No, um, it's Sebastian Stan. Uh, Stan Tweedle would definitely be John C. Riley, And then okay. uh, Zev Bellinger would have to be... Bell Ringer. 
Uh, Sev Bellinger would have to be. Bell I'd actually, I'd actually get the porn star. People. I'd actually get the porn star. Um, I'd it would actually make very get little difference, Ben. It would make very I, little I, difference. I'd have to get the porn star to do it. Um, mm-hmm. That or who'd be good at that, Michael? Who'd who'd be a good Sev Bellinger? Well, I mean, you know, she's just she's every nineties, like the whole. 90s to early 2000s is responsible for a lot of this nonsense. You had Zev, you had Seven of Nine, you had yeah. T'Pol in Enterprise, you had, although T'Pol was, had a bit more agency, but every science fiction show in the 90s and early 2000s, you had uh, Lexa Doig in Andromeda. Every show had to have a sexy lady. Mm, let's get Kate um, Beckinsale. Let's let's get Kate. This is... This, I don't know if that would be appropriate. Yeah, let's get Kate. You just, you just, you just want to hire a twenty-year-old German with very little acting experience. Um. Well. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Let's do that then. Let's do that then. All right. Uh, Nick Cage, give us a ring. John C. Riley, you're probably a little bit better off and probably don't need the work, but you can give us a ring anyway. Um. And we'll we'll set that up. We'll have a bloody Lex movie. Um, let's wrap this up, Ben. We're way over an hour here. Yeah, we are uncomfortably so. Ladies and gentlemen, what would you like us to review on the podcast? You can get in touch with us in the following places. You can find us on the interwebs at www.showmrabyog.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. If you don't like that, you can find us on the Instagram at showmrabyog. And you can get in touch with us there Same as well. Uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you'd be doing us a massive Christmas favour if you were to give us a review. Perhaps a nice review would be even better. Um, and you can join us next week if you haven't had enough of us and you haven't given up after all of this. Uh, we'll be looking at uh, cynical representations of Santa Claus, how we took a childhood hero and kind of made him all twisty for the 21st century because we're cold and dead inside as a society. Uh, like the film Bad Santa. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's the end of it for us, ladies and gentlemen. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, Jarum Brudenji, as they say, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>